Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Homecoming Season 1, Episode 1, it is called Mandatory. So we will start spoiler free because it is an Episode 1 and we will give you a warning in the middle before we go into spoilers. But this is the new Amazon Prime original, this is directed by Sam Esmail of Mr. Robot fame, although he did not write this, he only directed the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But that is enough to pique our interest and this is a 10 episode show, surprising uh, when when I looked at it today. That the episodes are all about thirty minutes. They, they range yeah. from twenty-seven. I think the, I think the finale is like thirty-nine, and that's the, thirty-seven. I think, yeah. and that's the longest. And that's the longest one. Uh, interesting, the choice to do it that rather than having just five. Yeah, it, it's episodes. essentially. You know, like I say it's like it's five hours in total. Yeah. Um, which is about half the length of what we usually expect for these before before the fact. Yeah, it, it kind of goes back to how some of these streaming services are, are kind of experimenting because typically. In the past, if you told me something was that length, I'd assume it was a sitcom or a comedy. But, you know, between Netflix and Amazon, they're, they're trying these things. But no, it's like a serious show that's only 25, 30 minutes long. Yeah, yeah. And there's been a few that have been kind of in the middle, like straddling the line, right? Yeah. Um, but this is this is firmly in the in the drama category. Oh, absolutely. There's no, no, no doubt this is in that category. Yeah. There's, I mean, I'm not going to say there was nothing amusing, but <laughs> it was not a comedy by any, no, any no. means. Uh, so... You know, we were really impressed with the trailer for this as well. We thought it was really intriguing. And uh, Julia Roberts is the lead, and she plays a character called Heidi, who who is working at this homecoming facility, which is like a place, almost like a... Rehabilitation doesn't seem like the right word, but it's like soldiers who come back from, from duty, and it's to sort of help them get reintegrated into society, you know, get, get them set up with their job skills and things yeah. of that nature. But it, it, obviously it feels like there's, there's some more going on. Yeah, yeah, uh, therapy's a big thing. And I think this first episode, more than anything, is just about teasing, like, there's more to this. It's very much a mystery at this point, yeah. yeah. So, we, we can tell you there's a mystery. We can't really spoil it yet, because <laughs> yet. No, no no real idea what's happening there. I'll say this, it went in so damn quick that when, when Sam Esmail, because, you know, the, the first credit at the end is directed by Sam Esmail, that just pops up on the screen b- without cutting to black. When that popped up, I was like, whoa, I'm done, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's over. Esmail likes messing with credits, apparently. It does. What's notable, though, is actually that the credits did feel very Mr. Robot-esque, I thought, at the start. Uh, yeah. The way, they, the way they came up. And I think, just speaking about the direction, first of all, um, obviously Mr. Robot has that thing where there's a lot of headroom. That's kind of its stylistic, you know, uh, calling card, right? That's the... Yeah. You know, that's just what it is. And I was like, okay, well, you can't really just do that again. But what's funny to me is that right from the opening shot... You could tell it was Sam Esmail, even though he wasn't typically doing the the, the big headroom. Because I think even he knows that that the big headroom is Mister Robot. Yeah, yeah. He, he can't just be a one trick pony. Yeah, but even the way the camera moved, the way it was framing in other ways, uh, the the color palette. There's a lot of things about it that still feels very Sam Esmail. I agree, and the direction is probably the strongest part. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's, it's great, um, and it does this thing where it cuts to these. Uh, other scenes that t- take place in a different part of the timeline, uh, where it it's a different aspect ratio and it's a weird aspect ratio. It's yeah, because I remember when we saw the trailer, I think we just thought, oh, it's four by three, right? No, I'm pretty sure I pointed out that this was weird and it was like even skinnier oh, than okay. that. Yeah, because it because it's like um, I want to say forty five something in that yeah. range. You know, it, See, it, it it's skinnier. You know, than, it is skinnier. Than, yeah, than it is wider. In yeah. in my memory. 
it has become four by three from the trailer because obviously it's right. been you know a couple of months since we since we watched that trailer and I just normalized it in my head and then it cut to that and in this episode I was like oh okay that's skinnier oh it's really yeah it's really skinny and it's funny because I'm 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 someone who will complain when someone records a video on their phone that's that's almost the feeling of it oh it's it's not quite that shape it's definitely it's not quite it's wider close, than that though, isn't but like I'm someone who complains about that because I I think you know no we have the reason why almost every aspect ratio we film things in are, are horizontal is because it just looks better for our eyes because our eyes are side by side therefore horizontal images are better, um in terms of a of a, of a vista of an image, um so. But here's the thing, uh, obviously it's weird. I think it wants to feel weird. It wants to make you feel uncomfortable and like what's going on here. That's that's yeah. very much the, the intended a, feeling. There's a very obvious dramatic thematic. Uh, point to it of uh, you know just feeling closed in and yeah cl- closed in especially since it's switching between the ratios where you know it's 16 by 9 for you know the bulk of the yeah. show the main part of the show and it's like okay now it feels like someone's hiding and they very much are when we get into spoilers we'll talk about you know kind of the setup in these scenes but mm. it feels like you know people are trying to hide parts of their lives and that's kind of what the the, the narrower field of view kind of means um I, what i think is interesting though is is that because typically i associate a taller image with a crappy camera phone piece of footage i think of it as looking like garbage but the weird thing is here is that you know it still has the sam esmail direction it's still doing these tracking shots going around like a diner and it's revealing things as it's coming back i'm like this is weird this is like proper like filmmaking with a really weird ratio it was it was like a weird surreal feeling final shot where the credits come up over as we said is is in that ratio and it's a gorgeous shot, and it just sits on it, and you watch the credits come up over it. Yeah, you can tell it's a still it's still a good camera. I think I think that's the other thing is that I'm so used to images of that kind of shape being on a shitty little camera phone as opposed to a proper film camera. It's true. Yeah. Uh, so, and I say when I say film camera, I don't necessarily mean actually shot with film. I just mean uh, an actual pro- professional. You know, professional quality yeah. camera. Uh, but. You know, so so yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, but it, it definitely gave it a unique feel. And I don't actually want everything to start doing this, but I'll I'll I'm on board for one show to use it as a as a device. Yeah, yeah they got in there first. It's yeah. it's their thing now. Absolutely. Uh, so so a lot of this is set up. It's built setting up the mystery. It's also setting up um Heidi's character, and I think the opening shot clearly shows that she really cares about this job she's got, and she's really got everything neatly set up, and she's kind of waiting there nervously, almost, but excited for her first, you know, proper patient, and you know, it's, it's kind of how dedicated she is, and it's setting up that she's here, but she's kind of in over her head. There's someone sort of pulling the strings from behind, that kind of thing, and yeah. it's kind of setting this stuff up and setting up who the characters are, um, and I think that's the the the, the crux of the first episode more than anything else. I suppose I'll ask though. Did did you like it? Did you like the first episode? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I love the direction. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's stylish as hell, right? Yeah. Like every shot, it's like okay. It it's so Esmel's so confident in what he's doing. You 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 have to be confident when you're doing stuff that that's pretty out there, right? Yeah. Um, but the the actual mystery, there's there's so. It's so vague as to what's actually happening that I don't know if I'm into it yet. I almost wonder if it was intended to be more of a binge. I mean, obviously, it is a binge show in terms of how it's been released, but I almost wonder if it was written in mind that, no, you're going to watch this as one five-hour chunk as opposed to, you know, splitting it up. And that's why after one episode, you don't feel like you've had enough of a a bite of the mystery Yeah, I don't... Yeah, it's a case of... It's not bad. It's definitely not bad. But I, I... 
don't know if I'm into it or not. I haven't had enough time to judge it yet. I think I'm into it. I I think the dramatic point at the very end before the credits set kind of mm. worked for me because it, it instead of like teasing the mystery and uh, okay, what's the, the shady thing that's going on behind the scenes? What is the purpose of this whole homecoming thing? It kind of sold it to me on, okay, this character, Heidi, cares about what she's doing, even if the, the means of why she has this job or who's behind it don't. And her like thing at the end of the episode, the final thing she says is like, oh, the fact that she's sort of turning her back and everything she's kind of been throughout the, the episode so far says, okay, something bad must have happened. Something must have, you know. It feels like she's been thrown under the bus. Like, you know, Possibly, she, yeah. she's been the, the scapegoat for, for this facility. Possibly. Either that or she she may just be, I don't know. I, like, uh, it, it could just be more that sh- she's... It's a, it's something we'll come back to in spoilers. I've yeah, got some actual absolutely. Yeah. things on this to discuss uh, in context with, with dialogue. But. Yeah. Um, so, no, I went to it. I think for me, because I, I saw the reviews have been mostly positive. Um, I did say, like, I think varieties were like, oh, it's all style and no substance. For me, it's like, style, though. It's also a hell of a style. For me, depending on the style, though, sometimes style can become the substance. The style can be can, what, yeah. what makes the actual scenes work and what makes the... Because I think the performances are pretty good. Um, there's a strong yeah. sense of Heidi's character, her her boyfriend character also. There's a, there's a great conversation between them that is so awkward and so atypical for how you actually shoot a conversation in film or mm. TV. But it neatly shows their type of relationship and how kind of disjointed it is. And, it, and it's like okay all right that worked even though you never see that and that's kind of what made, made it work almost is it's like yeah you never see them yeah. see it shown like this and edited like this no it's true um i'm definitely down to watch more don't be wrong uh well i yeah. just i'm not convinced yet but i think it's just well i've only had 25 minutes so i'm not <laughs> i've not had enough time to be convinced yet i think i think i'm on board uh but i i will say when i say i'm on board i think i'm i think i'm into it i think i'm really going to enjoy this and I think I'm saying that less in a way that I would that I've watched like the first episode of a TV show, like a pilot, and more that I've watched the first like 15 minutes of a two-hour movie, and I think I'm going to like the movie. I bet it's only 15 minutes in. I can only judge it in 15 yeah. minutes so far. Yeah, okay. I, I understand that feeling. Because it feels like the first few scenes of a movie as opposed to the, 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 the first complete episode. And it's one of the things we come back to a lot with streaming shows is do we, does each episode feel like a complete chapter on its own, which, if you are watching them individually split up, does it feel like a full meal where at the beginning, the middle, the end, and you feel like you got a full chapter with a little cliffhanger? Because the thing we always go back to is, in, in a book, a chapter still should feel like it has an ending, so that you feel like you can, oh, you can end there and you can come back later, because most people don't necessarily have time to sit and read a whole book in one sitting. Yeah, and That's... interestingly, I feel this episode has a very defined ending. Has a defined it's ending, like, for sure, yeah. It has, a, like, okay, that's the end of the episode, that's the end of your chapter, absolutely. It's the rest of it where I don't know. Did I get enough of that? Would this have benefited from being another ten minutes and getting and giving us a little bit more in this first episode? Right now, if I was to guess, I'd say it's a five-hour movie that's been split up. But because it's been split up, Esmail has made a point of giving each one a defined ending moment, even if it doesn't necessarily form a full arc of the the episode. Yeah, I, but, I, I agree with that. But like I say, I do think the final moment does kind of at least subvert who have set up as the character up until that point. And it tells us something emotionally, even if it doesn't tell us anything concrete about what actually has happened. Yeah, definitely. So it adds a bit to the mystery, but it adds it through the character changes rather than anything else. Mm. Um, and I'm into that. But uh, yeah, so that's, I think that's a spoiler-free review because, uh, you know, it's a shorter episode, so these won't t- 
even though there's a lot of mystery to talk about, I don't think these are going to be too long. Yeah, unless there's some huge bombshells. Yeah. So, well, full spoilers then for episode one of Homecoming. And so, so I mean, we kind of, it was not, not hard to, to get it from what we said, but yeah, the, the, the stuff and the different aspect ratios in the future, it's, it's later on, it's four yeah. years later. Um, and Shia Wiggum's character, who's an actor I like, is uh, from the DOD, and he's there to investigate because there's been complaints about this homecoming. And we find out Julia Roberts, Heidi, is, is you know in this this uh, diner, this seaside diner on the, on the docks, and he's there to talk to her about homecoming. She's very squeamish about talking about it. She's like, oh, I'll get a break and I'll come out and see you afterwards. Yeah, she doesn't want to talk about around anyone else, and uh, a lot of the questions is, oh, I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, and she clearly does, but she does not want to answer these questions mm. at all. And I, I think the the way she's kind of dodging the questions and refusing to to bring it up, I I think I don't I don't think something bad happened. She could be the scapegoat. Um, well, the reason I keep thinking that right is uh, uh he kept saying, "Oh, so you were the administrator." Everything official with the paperwork sure. makes it seem like she was the head. Where obviously we know she wasn't. She was doing it on behalf of someone else, right? Yeah. yeah what, were, what was it the guy when he was on the phone? He said, oh, you're, you're my liaison. No, it wasn't liaison. There was a specific word he used. He said, you know, you're, you're my eyes and ears there, basically. You're, you know, you're running it. Yeah, and obviously she cared about actually giving therapy. And that, that scene comes right after she's had the first scene with um, Walter's character, who's the main soldier we, we sort of meet. Yeah. And he... He, uh, uh, she's very kind with him, and he's very receptive to her. They make small talk. It feels like she's really she cares about what he's feeling. She tries to help him, and then she's on the phone to you know her her boss here, uh, Colin Belfast, who's played by Bobby Carnival, and he's like, no, this is about dad. This is not about you know being holistic. If I say holistic to you know when I'm pitching this mm. to the DOD later, they ain't going to take any of it. Like no, no, this is about dad. So get the dad quick. I think one of the things that really stuck out to me as this is going on, it's a, it's a gorgeous wonner, this, this by the way. And she's on the phone, there's like this wonner going through rooms and we see like a, a guy with a, a trolley of lamps just going past the rooms and we see uh, uh, Walter come out and like grab one of the lamps. But it's just, it's like, it's off an assembly line almost where he just takes a lamp. Yeah. Where, and kind of like what, they, what he's saying over the phone is that they are just data, they're just numbers in a machine. They're just the next door as opposed to... Yeah, the therapy doesn't matter as far yeah. as he's concerned. But that's how she sells it to him. Um, and she makes a point of getting him to say on tape that he's here of his own free will. He's not being being forced into this. And that's one of the big dramatic points at the end with Shia Wiggum's character, whose name is uh, Carrasco. He he's you know he says he asks multiple times, will the will there's patients there there of their own free will or were they being forced? And she refuses to answer. She can't yeah. answer. She 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 actually says, I don't know. Yeah, and um, it is he says you know they've got a complaint. Someone said they tried to leave, but they weren't allowed. Yes, that's that's why this is this investigation is happening at all. And I'm sure we'll see that. I'm sure we'll see whatever that that is about as, as oh, we yeah. go through the yeah. story. Um, and I, I do like the dramatic point where he actually brings up Walter's name. He's like, "Hey, Walter Cruz, does that name mean anything to you?" And there's music throughout the scene, and as soon as she yeah, says no, out. the music yeah. just cuts out. Uh, and she walks off, and then he's left standing. That's when the credits come up, and he's just left standing there, and that's awkward. And why that hits so hard, I think, and why it works is because she does actually care about him in the the main story. She cares about what he's going through. She tries to help him. She offers advice. He he jokes about her about the bird. He's like, "I'll take the bird care of the bird that's making yeah, noise yeah. for you." All that kind of thing. So her aid like dismisses existence like that. It's like, okay, what happened? Why is she so scared about talking about any of this? 
And I can see her being a bit of a scapegoat. I don't know if she's necessarily hiding because she's a scapegoat, though. I, I feel like she's just in, I don't know, hiding in general from from this and everything about it. Yeah, that's fair. Is yeah. it, uh, it's it's hard to grasp exactly. Like, the is she allowed to talk about any of this? Is there someone who's going to come and see her if she does talk about any of this? Is that what she's worried about? Yeah, yeah. It could be. There's a lot going on here, potentially. Yeah. But no, that that final shot there, where it just leaves him stood on the on the pier, and we just just sit there and watch the credits for a good like what, forty five seconds maybe. Yeah, because I, I kept watching until it went to black because I was just oh, just in too, case yeah. something important happened, <laughs> like a little tease or something. I don't, I don't trust Esmail not to do something. I know, I know. <laughs> he's, he's a yeah. sneaky man. Uh, Joel says weird. Uh, my Amazon Prime map uh, started counting down to the next episode like really early, and then when it got to zero. It was still, it hadn't cut to black yet. The little box just went away and it just kept playing. That is weird. It's, it's like it thought, oh, this is the end, but it was like, oh, wait, no, there's more left. Like, we can't go to the next episode yet. That is strange. Because I was worried for a second. Cause I was like, no, I don't want to go to the next episode. I want to see the rest of this credits. Do you know what? That, that is Because I, if I watch on the, the desktop or on, on the PlayStation app, I never have a problem. There's There's been times where if I'm watching something on my tablet, Mm. it will cut off the last 20 seconds consistently. Oh, that's annoying. And I have to go back and, and, and right, right, force it to stay on it. It's Sometimes it's a right bitch about it. And this is an Amazon tablet as well, so <laughs> it should, really should, shouldn't be a problem. There should be some synchronicity happening here. Exactly. That is not happening, yes. Um, no, no I, I'm super on board. I, I, I think the direction, the style, and the general mood of finding out what's happening here uh, I, I'm, yeah. I'm intrigued by by what's going on and what, what they're covering oh, up. I was, I think I'm I'm feeling it more as we're talking about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. One of those like now it's it's I'm digesting it a little. It's sitting with me a bit more. Maybe maybe I'm just getting into it a bit uh, as we're discussing it. But cool. Yeah. I think there's two other scenes we should talk about specifically. Um, oh, obviously we glossed over the the phone call thing. I wasn't even mentioning that one there, but yeah, the the phone call with you know him like talking about data and how no one really matters and blah blah blah, uh, and she's to be focused because they've got like six weeks to make their their case and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but the two scenes that I think we should talk about is one the one we kind of mentioned in spoiler free with the boyfriend when she goes home, because again it shows you what type of character she is. Where he's looking for like a a, a romantic dinner with his girlfriend. And she's like, no, I got, I got to work. And then when she's eating later and it's kind of cold and he's trying to like make small talk with her and talk about maybe moving here and becoming a pilot. Because <laughs> he's like, I and could she's be a like, pilot. Uh, what, what are you going on about? I wanted something casual. He's like, well, nearly a year. She's like, really? A year? <laughs> so she just doesn't believe it. But there's this weird thing where they're, they're talking over each other and they're, they're so out of sync in a yeah. way that you don't typically see in uh, TV dialogue. And I think part of it is because... Um, I'm assuming they're both mic'd up at the same time here because that's the only way you could maybe do this. Unless you just record them separately and overlay them between the shots, but... Yeah, either would work. Yeah, because typically whenever I was making stuff as a student, like, no, no, you made sure everyone was just talking once at a time because it was too much of a pain to to, to work around it otherwise. It was just making a headache for yeah, yourself. Yeah, depends how they're micing them. Um, I mean, they're at a table. They could probably hide a mic quite easily. They could, um... Obviously, little clip mic under the clothes would, yeah. would do the job as well. Um, but it was just—it felt so unusual and different. But 
I think it was a big character scene for her because it was, it was really telling us her attitude towards him and how different she is. Because she's very neat and organized. I think that the opening shot of her overhead of her desk, where she's sort of lining things up, mm. is like, okay, she's very particular. She she really cares about what she's doing and she's very yeah. neat and tidy. And she's almost got her boyfriend into this box where okay, you might be this casual thing who's just here for this and now you're trying yeah. to go out of that box and that's really upsetting me. She doesn't like it at all. And the conversation and is very awkward because of that. That yeah. personality still follows through to you know, the, the future scenes mm. in that obviously she's kind of laying low and she's looking like she's more relaxed, right? It just, you know, she's, you know, waitress in this bar. But as soon as, you know, he, he comes in and wants to talk, it's like, right, outside, she has to compartmentalize it. And like, all right, okay, no, this is this box. Keep it separate from here. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I think we need to talk about is the, the shoe uh, job interview. <laughs> yeah. Shoe salesman job interview. The shoe job interview. <laughs> I'm here for the shoe job. <laughs> Hire me. <laughs> and they'll, they'll do like a mock mock job interview and they're getting their, their, their interview skills up. And they did it with Walter first. And he, he does all right. He's being friendly. He's, you know, he's talking, mm. talking about, you know, experience and whatnot. He doesn't have experience, but he kind of relates it to something. And he's like, oh, and the guy's like, oh, that's really good. Uh, so how about you next? And this guy's a bit more fidgety, a bit more argumentative, confrontational. And he's like, oh, so this is my shoe store welcome. And he's like, oh, all this. And he's being sarcastic. And he's like, uh, do you know anything about shoes? Not a damn thing. <laughs> and he kind of forces a story out of him about how oh, it's something you can relate to shoes. Like, how, how what experience do you have that would somehow relate to this job? And he ends up talking about how he got his, his foot infected because he had shoes that were the wrong size. And it's important to have the right size of shoes. Um, and you can sort of see how you might spin that into some sort of shoe salesman speech. Just about, yeah. Like, make sure it fits. Yeah. Not, not that I, I don't think anyone wants to hear from the, the salesman about how he almost got his toe cut off <laughs> because it was too infected. Because the yeah. imagery's not very nice. I'll be honest. I just don't want a shoe salesman. Just... Look, I can see the shoes. Let me just pick what I want. I feel that way about 99.9% of the stores that I go into for anything. So do I. I don't want people to come and talk to me. Do you know what? Do you know what things I hate? Do you see whenever I see people complaining that the, the, the waiters or the waitresses don't, don't pay as much attention to them? I actually hate... Once I've got my food, I don't want to... See, when they come and ask me how the food is, they always come up with a mid-bite. Every time. Every time. I, no, I think they time it. I think they go, oh, oh, I'm getting them then. And it pisses me off. I, I hate someone asking me a question when my mouth is full. It's fine when the person you're having dinner with because you've got a rhythm going because you're both eating, right? And you, you're sort yeah. of in a groove. But when someone, like some outsider comes up and talks to you when you're mid-mouthful, it's like, go away! I, I accept that they'll do it once because everywhere does it once, right? Sure. It's when they come back and do it a second time <laughs> or, or, or someone else hasn't realised they've asked and you know they come and do the, do the round as well and ask. I'm like, piss off now. Let me eat. I'm going to starfire you in the knuckles in a minute. I've got a, a serious threat. I've got a fork and I'm dangerous. I don't know how to use it. Uh, but this this scene gets, of course, uh, uh, violent because he, he gets argumentative with the the the, the counselor who's, who's going through mm. this with them, and then Walter has to step in. And there's a couple of punches thrown, and so I, I think again, I'm, this is a type of show where I'm kind of looking for meaning in, in what we're hearing. Yeah. And, you know, we're talking about this this thing. He's, he's ignoring his foot. He's ignoring the problem and hoping it'll go away. And he almost gets cut off. I can't help but think about Heidi's story here and how she's in this job. She thinks it's all fine. And, yeah, she has this seedy back thing going on about how they want data. But I can still do good here. I can ignore that and just get yeah, this done. And it even applies to her stuff in the future. She's just, all right, I'm hiding. I'm ignoring it. Pretending it didn't happen. Oh, I don't know anything. 
And I think even the idea that for her, the, the homecoming thing was kind of her tour of duty almost, and that's kind of mm. her like you know what she has post-traumatic stress about yeah, okay. is is that i mean maybe that's a bit of a stretch but the idea that that, that was her big thing and now but, she's struggling to get over that potentially i'm not willing to commit to that sure. yet but uh, i'm making a leap to contradict it yet I'm, I'm making a leap just because I'm, yeah. I'm looking at what's presented in the show so far and how how the themes of the, what what the soldiers have been through and what yeah. we're going to talk to them about kind of relates to our main character i'm, and... I'm willing to accept that as a possibility yeah also I'm pretty sure we may mention this in the trailer, but mm. what has Esmail got with fish? The man he's likes got fish. A thing, he's got a thing for fish. Uh, I don't get it. Well, fish are all right. I mean, I I I think a fish. T- I like. I mean, let's be honest. I like the fish tank more than I like the fish. The fish tank's got a pretty light. <laughs> it's pretty to look at. It's soothing. Yeah, yeah f- you like it until you have to clean the bastards. The 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 fish themselves. Eh. I feel like if you, you have to have a you have to have them to have the tank. You can't just have a tank there. Sure, you can. Why not? Because that's weird. <laughs> Why is that weird? Yeah, yeah. I just want the pretty light and the, the the reflection of the water around the room. That's all I want, really. Yeah, yeah. That's weird. You have to have the fish. You can't just have a tank full of water in the room and not have people question it. You put a fish in there. Oh, it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't really see the point of having a fish because to me, if you if you can't if you can't like pet the animal you've got there's no point in having the animal you can't pet a fish i mean you could probably stroke it you could probably probably get your hand in and give it a little pet (laughs) i don't think it'll appreciate it very much but it won't it won't appreciate it you get your hand all wet if if, if, if you can't tickle under your pet's chin and watch them go as if they're like you know in heaven what's the point (laughs) Fish love having their belly stroked. <laughs> That's all. No point. No point. Ta- fish tanks are great. The fish themselves, eh. They're, they're basically just there to justify Give you a it. reason to have a fish yeah, tank. Yeah, they're just there to justify the fish tank. But all anyone really wants is a fish tank. Oh, I, I hope we have some very passionate fish owners in, in our comment I, section. I, I would, and I must say, if you like fish, go like fish. I just don't get it. But, I mean, I like to eat fish, but. <laughs> I had fish tonight. It was That's delicious. a different thing. I had fish last night. I had Chinese tonight, so no fish tonight. But. Like, what, are, what, are, what fish dishes do Chinese do? Do they do any fish dishes? I've never had one from Chinese. If they do. I've had, like, things in China with, with like, prawns in it. Sure. Japanese, of course, has a lot of fish-based. Uh, yeah, I feel like I say the only one that I think of is okay. Here's you know prawns in your rice or noodles, yeah. whatever you've got. Aye, but well, I don't know. Uh, just just a random random thought. Uh, anyway, so fish tanks are great, <laughs> and I'm just saying people want fish tanks. Is that is that what we're ending this episode on? Fish yeah. tanks are great. Especially the one in this one where it's like built into the wall. Like, it's one thing having a table with a fish tank around, but if you have like a really fancy one built into the wall, I think that looks quite smart. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you'd like to add? 
No, I think we covered it all. Um, I mean, that's why I went to the fish. I was like, all right, we've done everything. I'll mention the fish. <laughs> yeah, I, so... I didn't expect that to be quite a significant section as it was. Well, don't worry. The second episode will be even more controversial because the second episode is called Pineapple. And whenever that subject comes up, the, the the pizza debate will be will be mentioned, depending on... pizza last night. What did you... Oh, yes. I don't know when I last had pizza. I got kind of sick of it. Every so often, I'll, 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 I'll notice I've eaten too much pizza recently, and I'll be like, yeah, I need to take a break. Break from the pizza. Yeah. Never too much pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that is Homecoming episode one. So, disregard the last five minutes, because that was just gibberish. But uh, everything before that, hopefully it was an enjoyable uh, uh, debate and conversation as to what the show might be. Not a lot to go on as of yet. Uh, this will be very incremental, <laughs> this one. Uh, yeah. We're ho- hoping to do episodes of this every other day, swapping with Sabrina, which we're doing over at, over from Netflix. Uh, so hopefully uh, people are checking this out and digging it uh, and enjoying the style. But that is episode one. So let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. If you want to support the channel and everything we do here, head over to patreon.com slash TV. And you can do that over there uh, and feel warm and fuzzy inside. Uh, worth mentioning as well, if you're listening to the audio feed for this, you're on the almost cancelled uh, audio feed, which has a lot of different shows on it. Netflix audio feed's a separate one. If you want to check that out, you can search for that too. Um, just go to, go to Patreon, actually, because Patreon has a nice list of all the different shows and feeds in the, in the yeah, top Yeah, it's post. just there at the top, yeah. and just for your convenience. Yes. Uh, so that is us so thank you very much once again for watching and listening we always appreciate it keep watching TV and I just realised we're over the runtime of the episode uh, if we'd cut out the fish conversation maybe we'd not we'd be about dead on yes uh, but thank you very much once again we'll see you guys next time keep watching TV have you got any vanilla